Oh, yes. It's overreaction. Monday. Week two in the National Football League. It's backdoor cover. I'm Micah. I'm with Brad. We're in the MyBookie studios. Let's go. Hit that high porn. Oh, yeah. God, it feels good to be back on a Monday. Just in case you haven't been paying attention, Brad and I have been bringing you just so much content, it hurts. We brought you content on Wednesday. We brought you content on Thursday. We brought you content on Friday. We brought you content on Sunday. And now we are back Monday morning. Overreaction Monday. Bradley, how are you? I'm great, man. There's lots to talk about. There's a reason we've been coming to you guys so frequently. It's because there's a lot of shit to talk about. So, uh, you know what I'm else? thankful for it. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff to bet on Oof. at my bookie. Use promo code BACKDOOR. That's one word, BACKDOOR. And they will double your deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a lot of that's a lot of change to play with over at my bookie. It's the best place to wager. Every sport in the world is going on right now. And we get SEC football back this weekend. Let's We've go. got pro football tonight. We've got the NHL finals or Stanley Cup final, I guess as it's known. NBA playoffs, WNBA playoffs, baseball. It's it, the US Open was this weekend. There's so much. There is action every night. Get all the parlays, all the the cross sport parlays, the teasers, the action. Uh, the 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 specials the every every bet you could possibly want you can make over at my bookie they have the best user interface uh, our friend can't miss Mitch uh, bet he was in Vegas this weekend but he didn't actually step foot in a sports book <laughs> he just likes the convenience of the my bookie uh, in his phone uh, in his pocket Vegas and is he for just tables lived at a crate yeah he just lived at a craps table like a degenerate all weekend um, get there my bookie. Just search my bookie; it'll pop right up, and then go uh, use promo code Backdoor when you sign up. All right, let's uh, let's get to some pro football, and then we'll, we want to talk U.S. Open, and uh, we can talk about the the Anthony Davis shot last night. Uh, there's a, there's man, there's just so much going on, but we're gonna get you this episode thirty minutes, or it's free. That's our promise to you. All right, let's start with uh, the big takeaways from Sunday. Before we talk about any of the games lots of star players injured uh yesterday lots. saquon barkley has a torn acl is done for the season uh christian mccaffrey is likely out multiple weeks with an ankle he's never missed a game before um there are like 14 49ers seem to be hurt jimmy g left the game early mostert left the game early uh bosa apparently may be uh really hurt uh badly mm. he was carted off yeah um there are a ton of injuries from star star players after after week one was a pretty was pretty injury free right. for the most part, um, but it's all happening now in week two. Mm. Uh, Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley, it's not great. Is it Nick is Bosa, it official the defensive end uh, that it's expectedly a torn ACL? And so what about Barkley? What Barkley's official. Yeah, it's it's now official. Oh God, that's so terrible. Torn ACL there. Drew Locke injured his shoulder. He could be out six to eight is weeks. Is it his throwing or is uh, it his off shoulder? Do you know? I'm reading this I don't right know. now. It's his, Offense it's his AC, a sprained AC joint. I am not a doctor, but that is... Uh, Sprain's better than tear, so that's good, I think. Yeah. I actually, I could be wrong. That's tough. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Broncos, has a knee injury. Christian McCaffrey, as mentioned, is going to be out for several weeks. Uh, Devontae Adams has a hamstring. I mean, these are star players. God, Devontae um, Adams, I didn't even see him yet. I'm going through the injury report right not, now. 
not good for me um, because he is carrying my fantasy league. Um, and he could be out through week six is what I'm reading here on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor's out. There's a, there's a ton of guys that, yeah. I, do you know what happened with Taylor? I, says I was watching Red injury. Zone and he didn't start the game, but it was very strange. Like Justin Herbert just came out and started the game for the Chargers. Nobody expected it. Yeah, and he kicked uh, ass. Apparently Taylor was suffering from a chest injury reported after warmups uh, and sent to the hospital. I don't know. I hmm. I hadn't heard much about it, but yeah, it just says chest. That we'll, we'll have to. I'm sure that more and more information will be released. And then the Taylor other one was, that's kind of like under the radar is uh, yeah. the glass man, uh, Will Fuller out of Houston, had zero targets. They said they saw him stretching on the sidelines. He was coming in and out of the game versus Baltimore. Uh, who knows what's wrong with him? But apparently something is not quite right. Uh, so I think a lot of this stuff's going to kind of play out. News is going to start leaking as more and more. Uh, diagnoses get made but yeah a whole lot of really not good looking long-term injury type stuff from star players it's kind of scary Tyrod Taylor apparently hit the injury report Friday with a rib issue but there were no suggestions he would miss the game and then according to the Chargers he had trouble breathing before kickoff and went to the hospital where he was cleared Uh, he said that he would consider he uh, after the game the coach considered Taylor his starter and would expect him to start week three of healthy uh I don't think that's going to happen. Herbert was 22 of 33 for 311. Uh, very good against the Chiefs. Not to mention but if you like think you have an, a rib injury and then it travels up to your chest and you can't breathe, that's something that needs to be looked at from an ex, for an ex, extended period of time. Like That shit's life or death, man. you got to get that right. It sounds bad. Uh, there were a lot of exciting games yesterday. We'll start with the Sunday night game which basically ended on the last play. Cam Newton was stopped against uh, Seattle. Uh, he was tried to run in for another touchdown, yeah, which he had already had one, and got upended. You would assume that he would score, but he actually lost yardage. Uh, this game turned out to be excellent. Was that like on the goal line? Predicted it would be. Yeah, they were like the, the one or two, mm. and he ended up getting stopped at the three. Uh, the other game that happened at the same time, uh, which ended with a made basket, was Anthony Davis nailing a three over the Nuggets late last night. So if you're just sort of getting caught up, those two uh, West Coast sporting events happened. I mean, I guess one happened on the East Coast, but was uh, for West Coast teams. Events. We'll talk about that later. Let's get back to the football. So that was probably the, the best game of the day. You know, Cam looks great. The This team, they know what they're doing. I mean, it, not that anyone is surprised by anything uh, involving Bill Belichick, but... These guys are pretty good, and and Seattle is really good. Russell God, Wilson he's is a freak. I mean, he he's just sort of such a dork and a nerd, <laughs> but he is so good, man. He he has amazing touch, the the best touch of anybody I can see in football. The way he just sort of lobs touchdown passes, and he had five touchdowns last yesterday or last That's night. Insane. I guess. Um, he's he's like. Perfect. Twenty one I mean, for twenty eight really for two eighty eight, five touchdowns. One of those incompletions was a pick. But Jesus, these numbers are just insane. They're letting him cook, and it's uh seems pretty wise. Uh so Russell Wilson dialed in. They're letting uh, Russ they, cook they the and game, DK but... Metcalf is eating it up. He's gobbling ninety two yards and a touch. That guy is yeah. a beast. He just looks like But a that freak. being said, I mean if Cam Newton gets another two yards. New uh, New England wins the football game in Seattle. So I, I, I thought that was a pretty impressive 
yeah. uh, loss, if you will, for New England. That's you know, even even if they're the crowd isn't loud, you still have to go across the country to Seattle to go play that game. So absolutely impressive win uh, and an impressive loss, perhaps. I mean, New England looks looks the part. Uh, some other wild endings. Kansas City wins in overtime against uh, the LA Chargers. They've now beat the Chargers. 12 out of 13 times since Andy Reid became the coach of the Chiefs. And you can learn more about that, Brad, in Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. Nice. In which I talked about, uh, there was an article last week that the Chargers tried to interview Andy Reid, but the Chiefs uh, hired him first. And since then, they beat him 12 out of 13 times, and they've now beat him in five different stadiums. I believe that's Uh, volume eight of uh, Micah's newsletter, which is really fantastic. That's right. Micah is a great writer. Read of the Week. Yeah. Yeah, go ch- go check it out. The link to subscribe is in the description of this podcast. All you have to do is click it. Add your email address. You'll get it every Monday. Uh, the Chiefs win the game 23-20 to against Herbert, as we mentioned, who played pretty well. Uh, the Chiefs were lethargic for most of this, but you you know they're going to score late in the game. Like there's, It's just a 100% chance that they're going to go down and, and do what they have to do. Like I, I just don't know how great it must feel to be a, a Chiefs fan and just know that it doesn't matter how far behind I am, we're going to come back and win the game. Uh, the kicker showed some unbelievable stones at the end. Gonads. He kicks a, a 53-yarder to win the game in overtime, and then it gets called back on a procedure penalty or something. So then he goes back to 58. He kicks a 58 and nails it, but they called it time. Uh, L.A. called the timeout right before. So then he just nails it from 58 a third time. They win the game. It was ridiculous. Um, the Chiefs are, you know, they didn't play great, but they're good. And uh, they've got the they've got the guys, the pieces. Um, let's see. What was the other? Uh, the, the Cowboys game was the bananas one, really. God, it was insane. Uh, the Cowboys had a, you know, I'm sure there was a 0% chance of them winning the game. Nobody ever recovers onside kicks in, in 2020. And yet, somehow, the Cowboys win 40-39 to against Atlanta. Atlanta uh, scored 39 points, did not commit a turnover, and is the first team since 1933 to score 39 points without a turnover and lose the game. Uh, in <laughs> fact, teams in that, this was according to an Adam Schechter quote, are 400, were 440-0 before yesterday. Uh, the Falcons with an all-time choke job. Just pathetic. Record-setting I mean, I Falcons, yeah. Not the good uh, kind of record. No, not the good kind of record at all. Uh, the Cowboys, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're... They look they poorly behind coached, in this game early. I'm with you now. I'm they're, buying they're, They've got fake punt. They're running fake punts that fail. They're doing just... I, I just don't get it. They're not doing themselves any favors. Uh, but they got an onside kick, which we haven't seen in forever. And Dak Prescott made the plays down the stretch to get them in field goal position to, to win the game. Uh, and they scored in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it's a win, but this is not an encouraging win. Dak Prescott, 34-47 for 450, one touch, uh, no picks. I'd be encouraged strong day. I'd be encouraged by overcoming the adversity. Like, they were getting their fucking asses whipped, like handed to them. And that's a pretty big thing to overcome. Like you said, 440 and one now of teams that have had this happen before. Like, that's something. It's at least something to build off of. So... There, there, that is a bright spot, despite going down that much to begin with. Like, Jesus, hopefully the, this second half or fourth quarter, whatever, is indicative of the Cowboys moving forward. And the first quarter, and really the second quarter was okay. They had 10 points. But, like, 
Jesus, that first quarter, 20 to zero right off the bat, that is frightening. Like, and if that's how you're going to be for the rest of the season, you can kiss the season goodbye. But if this is indicative of them kind of catching their whatever sea legs and starting to play together as a, as a unit and buying into the coaching staff, that kind of stuff. They stink. It's positive. This team stinks. I think the Cowboys their are going coaching eight eight. staff is not great. They need to do some fucking work. They're going 8-8. Eight and eight. This is an 8-8 <laughs> eight eight team. This is just just like the Cowboys are every season. They're 8-8. Eight eight. I'm not going to get into it anymore. Uh, if you're an Atlanta fan, I don't know why you don't just jump off a bridge. They had a 99.9% win probability for like for a lot of the fourth quarter and somehow blow this game. I mean, the division um, stinks so bad, you would think that they there's a ton of wins to be had in there, but shit. It, for the Cowboys. Yes, the exactly. Yeah. And like it's like, I don't know. Even the Ws, the Washington Ws, seemed scary on the schedule for whatever reason at this point. So we'll see how they fare versus the Seahawks next week. The Seahawks are a powerhouse. So that should really give you a sense of, is this team able to, to stand up and play elite oh, football, geez. or are they going to just fold? They're going to they're lose by four touchdowns. Luckily, after that, uh, they got the Browns, the Giants. There's all sorts of trash all over their schedule after that. So we'll see. Let's talk about another team that that continues to look like a powerhouse. Baltimore kicks the shit out of Houston, thirty three sixteen. This game Houston. wasn't that close. I mean, Baltimore is so good, and Houston just doesn't have a prayer. They're they run the football. They, they just. They had no sense of urgency when they get behind. You want to talk about a poorly coached team. The Texans are a nightmare. But I Baltimore mean, is, but you open up with Baltimore Chiefs, Ravens, good. and they got Steelers next week. Steelers are a fucking monster of a defense. Like, this is just such a brutal opening to the season for those guys. So Stop making excuses, Brad. <laughs> just stop it. Just stop it. Okay. Baltimore's good, though. That's the bigger takeaway than Houston being bad, I think. Um you know, there's an extra playoff spot this year on on both the AFC and the NFC. So, you know, I could see the Texans still squeezing their way into a you know a nine and seven playoff spot. But they, Baltimore's really good. We'll just say that. I mean, Lamar Jackson uh, had a fairly pedestrian throwing day: eighteen for twenty four for two hundred four and a touch. But he throws in sixteen rushes for fifty four yards. Like there are just so many wrinkles to that he adds to the game that if you can make him kind of. Uh, non-factor in the throwing game or at least just a uh, whatever mediocre there are just so many other aspects of the game that he he influences and affects in such a great capacity so yeah he's a freak the whole team's a freak that defense is monstrous they're going to be such a scary thing on everybody's schedule for the rest of the year i think too no doubt um other teams that look great at two and zero, green bay puts up 42 points again mm. this week kicks the shit out of Detroit. I mean, do you think Aaron Rodgers just goes into the floor's office and says, like, just trade me right now? Why would he do that? He's in good they, they shape drafted, now. They, they traded up to get a quarterback in the first round instead of getting him a wide receiver. Jesus, what like, a yeah, fucking if you don't stupid think I'm, move. If you don't think I'm good enough, just trade me. Like, I think I would just go in there and just be like, you know what, I'm I'm the best quarterback in football. Another 42 points for Aaron Rodgers this week. They're 2-0. Uh, the Rams are 2-0. They beat Philadelphia 37-19. Rams look like they're they're in store for a bounce back season. You said Devontae uh, Adams got hurt though. Yes. How bad is it? Have you did you see? I any don't updates? know. Did I haven't seen anything. Okay, official. cool. My bad. Uh, Buffalo is two and zero. Oh. They get by Miami. They're sitting pretty in the in the AFC East. Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, beats Denver twenty six twenty one. Drew Locke, as we mentioned, got hurt. Um, you want to talk about some panic teams? Some teams that should be ready to panic? Yes. Well, I, the other one we should mention, Arizona scores 
uh, out beats the Washington team 30 to 15 and uh they're a surprising 2 and 0. Uh it was surprising to see him overcome the 49ers, but it's no shock to see him beat up on the Washington W's. Carolina now moving forward without Christian McCaffrey at 0 and 2. They're in big shit. Big trouble after losing to Tampa Bay. Uh Tom Brady bounces back. They got up big in that one. 31-17 is the final there. Uh the, the you know, the Eagles are in trouble. The Bears are 0 and 2 or no, the Giants are 0 and 2. The Bears actually won yesterday. They're 2 and 0 somehow. Uh so you've got the Eagles Eagles and Giants in 0 and 2 and then the Cowboys and Washington football team at 1 and 1. That division does stink as you mentioned. Oh god, the stinkiest. Uh, the Jets speaking of stinking, the Jets are terrible. They're the worst team in football. <laughs> San Francisco despite losing like all of their playmakers still scores still outscores the Jets 31-13 in New York or in uh, uh New Jersey. Uh just pathetic. And then also pathetic and the the big red flag to me is the that I was lo- loud wrong about Indy twenty eight, Minneapolis eleven or Minnesota I'm sure should say, mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Cousins eleven for twenty six, a hundred eleven, a hundred thirteen yards and three touchdowns. This is Do against you like the that, same Brad? defense that Gardner Minshew went like twenty nine for thirty or whatever it was nineteen for twenty. And he just carved up that secondary and Kirk Cousins just got his fucking ass handed to him yesterday with the same defense, same secondary. Not good. Three Jonathan picks, Taylor man. had a, a good day. The rookie running back, 26 carries, 101 yards and a touch. Yeah. Uh, he's clearly the guy now that Marlon Mack is out. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins just was terrible yesterday. And uh, the Vikings are 0-2, and they look bad. They look really, really bad. The The Colts have Paris Campbell, who I think was shook up yesterday, too. Another fucking injury. But that Paris Campbell is one of those guys that came out of that Ohio State uh, receiving corpse core. Whatever that guy told me. However, I'm supposed to say that. That's how it what I'm trying to say. That but, works for me. Yeah, yeah, close enough, right? Uh, but he was like a big up-and-comer, dark horse uh, fantasy candidate, and it sounds like he shook up and got hurt yesterday as well. So, so many injuries on this board. And that's it. That's uh, it. The Monday Nighter this week, who is it? Saints um, Raiders. Saints Raiders, first game in Las Vegas. Um, I'll be watching. I mean, I like the the Saints to win the football game, but yeah, there's I'm, a lot of points there, I think. I'm a little nervous um, for this Raiders squad. I I think they could get whipped pretty good here if they aren't careful. Yeah, they do have a beta male uh, quarterback. So <laughs> there could be a whole lot possible. of dump off, throw the ball out of bounds, bailouts for uh, the beta cock. Yes, there's no question about, about that. Saints uh, got a good D this year. Yeah, we'll see. That should be a good one tonight. Uh, let's go to basketball. As we mentioned, Anthony Davis hits a game winner last night. Screams Kobe after hitting it. That was tight. By the way, I don't know if you noticed. I did. Uh, the Lakers are in their their Mamba black uniforms. Um, Lakers all of a sudden up two zero in that series, which obviously a monumental swing. Anytime you go from one one to two zero, Nuggets are um, real comfortable right now. This is how they've started every fucking series. It seems like getting down two zero, three one. So that's true. It is that, what it if is. If anybody's not afraid to come back from behind, it is the Nuggets. And you know, if that shot doesn't go in, we've got a whole different narrative today. But yeah, they win. It does. Uh, the Lakers, one hundred five over one hundred three over the Nuggets. Game three, I guess, will be Tuesday tonight. We have Game four in the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami leads two games to one over Boston. Uh, I would think a three-one lead in that series would be insurmountable, but who knows? Uh, a key game tonight. 
Well, you uh, heard after the last game, too, or I guess it was two games ago, Boston's locker room, like, erupted. There was loud screaming. We talked about this last week, right? So Boston came in, won game three, 117-106. We're looking at game four. Do you know if uh, Gordon Hayward's going to be back? He was supposed to be back for this game. There were some rumors, but I I have not heard definitively. And they're saying that's such a big impact thing because he'll be able to open up this. The Heat are playing as pretty much impenetrable zone at this point. And having Hayward come in and even play just some minimal minutes would really help open that up. The other guy that we haven't really talked about much, I heard him compared to uh, prime Mono Ginobili, is uh, the point guard for the Heat, uh, Drakic. And we really haven't talked that Slander. much about him. And he Slander. <laughs> he has been really, really good the entire playoff series. He, he has, has not been. gotten any uh, hype to, at, to this point. Uh, and he's been maybe their best player, not their best, but has been one of the the biggest keys to their success, uh, Goran Drakic. So he had a pedestrian game in uh, the game three that they lost, but I mean he is a a monumental factor in their success moving forward. So keep an eye on him uh, as this uh, series develops. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who could steal a game for you, get hot in the fourth. You don't like the for- uh, the peak Mono Ginobili. Comparison? No, because he's he'll never get on that level. <laughs> okay. I mean, Kobe Bryant wasn't on the Manu Ginobili level, fam. Uh, game four, I guess, is ridiculous. Take here. Okay. Game four actually isn't till Wednesday, so they've got a couple nights off in the East. Mm. So there's no hoops on tonight, opposite Monday Night Football, and then the West is back on Tuesday. So game four isn't till Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the week, I'm sure. Excellent. Uh, you want to talk about the golf, Brad? Big boy Bryson DeChambeau hitting the ball uh, a ton, missing fairways left and right. Still, the only man under par on Sunday, the only man under par for the entire tournament, wins the U.S. Open on Sunday. Uh, real fucking impressive. What are your thoughts? We were worried about Wolf. He wasn't able to hit the hit fairways. He ended up shooting a 65 in round three and had what did he, we say two fairways hit. And going into round four, we were concerned about that. Like, if you can't hit fairways, maybe you catch some fire and you play good for a round. But being consistently good at that course when you can't hit a fairway is almost impossible, and it proved to be insurmountable. He shot a 75 round four, uh, making him, uh, what was that? What is that, five over for the day? And just falling completely out of it. Nobody finished under par except for Bryson DeChambeau, who shot six under. So he cruised to a win here. Um, he also he would, took home $2.3 million, which is that's pretty nice. good. He can buy a lot Wolf of protein took, bars with $2.3 million. Yeah, Wolf took home one point four for a second-place finish. That's a pretty good payday for a 21-year-old. What is he, 21? Yeah. You can yeah, buy a whole lot of $2 Jaeger bombs with that much money. Yeah, buddy. Mm. But, yeah, I, I think also the strength of Bryson DeChambeau, I mean, that gives you the ability to hold to hit through that long rough. That gives you the stability to prevent the club face from opening and closing when it gets caught by that long grass. I think there's a little bit of something to that. Uh, all that being said, I think that this strength phenomenon that they love talking so much about is way overrated and way overstated. But it is interesting, and he is a freaking monster. He looks like a linebacker. So, you know, pretty good day of golf, pretty great weekend of golf. Uh, Do you think that Bryson's on steroids? No. No. You know why? 
because he's so White. soft looking. He looks like this big yeah, pudgy yeah. monster. His and like on round. steroids, you would yeah. just be jacked, right? You would just have veins popping out of your neck and shit. And he looks more like fat bastard. Like he's got chocolate on his face from all his protein bars. Like I think he is working his ass off. And I don't think he is working out for any reason other than to be very, very strong. Like he doesn't care about looking strong. He cares about being strong. And so it's not like he's going bodybuilder style so that he's like cutting weight or cutting his fat there after he gains all that muscle. Maybe he will during beach season next summer. We'll see. But uh, at the moment, yeah, he is a giant soft. He looks like an offensive lineman is what he looks like. And then that, that's why I don't think it's steroids. I think it's heavy, heavy, heavy calorie intake and significant time spent in the weight room. Well, there you go. Yeah. And that's the U.S. Open. He's your champion. Uh, any other thoughts today, Brad? Anything else we forget? Uh, that pretty much covers all of the uh, the key things on my agenda. Looking forward to Monday Night Football. Um, but, yeah, we got Can't Miss Mitch coming back for week three here on, uh, what are we going to do, that Wednesday probably? Yeah, that'll drop, drop on Thursday morning. Thursday. Yeah, so that's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, we're getting into the thick of things here with the NFL season, starting to get some data, starting to have some things to make our, our picks and predictions off of, starting to get a feel for these teams. So more and more gambling talk in your near future, and we're really looking forward to it. We're putting all our bets in at my bookie. We're using uh, promo code BACKDOOR. Shit's getting real. You should join us before it's too late. It's winning season. You bet. Go to my bookie. Use promo code BACKDOOR. Get it. Get the money. Nice. Okay, you want me to play it right. out? Play us out. Let's get out of here. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344. We need to play some of those hotline calls. Yes, 800-392-6344. We might even get tight and high back in the studio at some point. Who knows? Those monsters. All right. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.